and we're live. Hello everyone. I've got Shuja Hassan with me today. And uh, essentially he's going to tell us about sales, right? I'm not much for descriptions because I do very bad descriptions. And I'll keep talking and talking and talking and we don't want that. Today we're going to make this guy uh, teach us some things. So yeah, take the floor Shuja. Go for it. Okay, so how many people are, are in the chat? I mean, how can I see all of it? Uh, you can't see who are in the chat. For that, you'll have to have a LinkedIn open in the site. Uh, but the comments can be visible by the comments banner on the site. You'll be able to see like a panel on the site, which will have mm, yeah, yeah. brand, stuff like that. At least. So just have the comments on and we'll be good to go. Okay. So, okay, so what do you want to like? Uh, uh, yeah, I got a comment. Wait a second. Yeah. So, yeah, me, okay. Anything specific that you want to get started on any particular oh, subject sure. on, in sales? Uh, in sales. I first, as, as I was mentioning earlier, I'm personally very, very, very bad at sales because. Uh, I, I am, as I said, very product oriented and as, as a professional, that is not the right approach to have, freelance or otherwise. And yeah. uh, so essentially the reason why I, asked, I, I thought I should ask you the what's the point of sales, kind of enlighten the rest of us who are still struggling with this. Uh, we have to sell our business problem, right? Because we all have this... Uh, <laughs> assumption of grandeur in our head whatever we are selling is amazing and that's just gonna be it so yeah uh, educate us and enlighten us that's essentially okay. that's what I wanted to know so I'm gonna keep this a very uh, gonna keep this uh, really simple so somebody calls me up uh, it's a hot lead and they are looking for a sales training they want to buy my sales training right so my first question is why do you want to buy the sales training so the why in your entire pitch is going to be very important. Now, what am I going to go for here are two things. I'm going to understand the challenge and I'm going to understand the problem. Sorry, I'm going to understand uh, uh, the goal. Where do they want to go? And I'm going to understand the problem, right? So why a sales training? They're going to say something like maybe I want to scale up my business. So that is their goal, right? Uh, you getting me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm getting, I'm getting. So I'm that is... Okay, okay. So that is the goal, right? And next question could be what's stopping you from getting to that point. So that is a challenge. Now, this challenge is the only problem that they're facing. And if I'm able to solve this challenge, they can get to the goal. Now my entire pitch, the remaining part of my pitch is only going to be about this challenge, not what my sales training do otherwise not point five, six and seven, but just this one point. So you see, by asking a question, I'm going to be focusing my entire pitch on this point, which is what, which is valuable and important to them. Otherwise, if they ask me, what do you do? I'm, I can go into like, okay, I do a sales training for five days. The first three days is this, the second two days, uh, the last two days are that. And these are the four things that I cover in the sales training. The prospect doesn't give two fucks about that. Okay. All he need to know is one single point, how I can help him in that. And the, the only way I can do that is by asking him what's the most important thing for you right now. What's going to make the sales training a home run for you? So if he's, if he's going to give me that point, I'm going to focus my entire pitch around that one single point. And I wouldn't even mention the other things I do. 
the prospect doesn't care about that so yeah that's that's the basic uh, you, you ask the why the why is very important and before you go into any sales call any sales email you're talking to the prospect always have a clear agenda that i'm gonna know what the challenge uh, what the goal is and i'm gonna know what's stopping them from getting to that point so just these two things and if you know that i mean it's the, the the rest of the pitch the rest of the conversation becomes very clear and the prospect also gets this feeling that yeah you understand the problem that i'm facing and not you're not pitching about what you do because i don't care about that so yeah they start liking you and they start respecting you as a person they start trusting you more that this guy can relate to what i'm saying and it's it's a, a very even uh, hill from there it's it's uh, it becomes really easy from there on okay so what you're saying sort of resonates with me because i have this i, I have been made, uh, like doing this indirectly before i reply to any prospect email i do a very thorough like research sort of a thing because essentially i ghost right so for yeah, me yeah. priority number 1 is i have to imitate the voice of the prospect so to speak i have to imitate their voice whatever it is funny sarcastic caustic because essentially they're going to be posting as them and not me right mm. and i have a very non fictiony dry sort of a voice so that doesn't really sell for people so what i do is i'll do a thorough stalking of the person who has emailed me and i will do a reply in their tone yeah uh, because uh, psychologically speaking we tend to trust people who sound like us yeah yeah and so it works for me from the get go there is this weird trust type situation that develops and okay that's great uh, great to know that i've been indirectly onto something so fabulous so uh, according to you first of all we need to answer the why uh the client has approached you in the first place by identifying some pain point and providing yeah. some service that only you can provide uh, thereby developing like a line of trust uh, between yeah. yourself and the prospect yeah exactly and this point that you are uh, you, you talked about uh talking in their language it is like i kind of also use this because uh it's like uh, not a lot of people uh, talk about this but it's a really important point if you are looking to write cold email for example i get a lot of emails right but if i'm going to see a subject line that says homie or something some my some of the words that i use or bro or something like that some some of my common terms i'm going to open that so all you have to do is just click on uh, their linkedin profile see recent activities and see the last post that they share and find a pattern in in their voice and just put that word in the subject line of the email that you're trying to send that's it that's that's it if i'm going to add about this as well go ahead yeah if i'm going to get an email with dark lord chin i'm obviously going to open that it doesn't matter what is in the email and i'm going to be happy about that of course of course i saw your by the way okay guys you need to see his screen name it's amazing <laughs> look at that it's amazing so yeah the moment he entered the studio i was i was in giggles because you see that come on your screen instead of uh, being like a cold cut like i'm talking to a stranger for the first time you're going to be like oh my god that's so funny and that itself uh, kind of sets a tone and that allows yeah. you to open up more right and that is that is honestly something that i have used to get like a very occasional sort of a gig which surprisingly pays very well which is translations 
so i was i was just going to reddit and instagram and i saw some very amazing graphic novels and dojinshis yeah. which are legal fan comics that okay. people make and uh, they were about like naruto or one piece because these are hmm. the two subreddits i stalk and uh, i was like uh, because i speak japanese i was like can i translate it for you i messaged them in japanese and they were like well, i was like yeah i want people to see it and they were like send us your paypal id and i was like what i was going to do it for free <laughs> but it converted into an actual source of income which is so weird but it's true and sometimes i get uh, dms because people see the shonen otaku in my headline and they just come with uh, nani or oma <laughs> common anime terms and my mouth sindari yeah, exactly common anime terms. i can't say that without laughing because every time my head goes to something else and it's like okay so every time someone dms me with this instead of getting miffed about it or whatever we have a nice casual conversation and surprisingly it it leads to leads which is unbelievable but yeah talking to people like a human being you know Uh, resonating yeah. with their interests, resonating with whatever it is that makes them feel like a human being, even if it's anime, even if it is dude bro talk, even if it is a language that he, that you both have in common, which isn't necessarily professional English, go for it. You know, because it has worked for me previously, and you say it works for you too. So you've got two people who are telling you it works for real. So yeah, it works for everyone, man. It works for everyone. Just not a lot of people are doing this. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. And so, if you're gonna do this, you're gonna stand out because if everybody starts doing this, then it's gonna lose the essence. So right now, it's the opportunity that not a lot of people are doing it. So it's your chance. By the way, how did you uh, start learning Japanese? How did you learn Japanese? Of course, anime. Anime. Uh, so there, there used to be uh, before Animax came to Gujarat. there used to be sony channel the only channel that used to show anime uh one hour kaiketsu zoro and naruto used to hmm. come in freaking hindi and i used to still watch it <laughs> and then it turned to shippuden and it became very intense and then some idiot kid in pune performed a jutsu and jumped off a building hoping that you know he'd be a ninja or whatever obviously yeah. it it died and uh, the sensor board kind of removed sony and i was like oh my god so i obviously went to chat sites and stuff like that and video game chat corners and lot hmm. of uh, japanese people there i was like teach me they were like will you teach me english i was like yes please i will let's do it and that's how we essentially i learned english uh, sorry japanese and the language partner who taught me learned english and uh, wow that's how we help each other out a flipping video game chat is how i learned the language but whatever works and there's this mm-hmm. thing called taike kim's grammar guide for japanese okay. for free available online so firstly learned that and then spoke like omaiwa oh types japanese <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah. i used to watch filthy frank did you know that guy filthy frank when he yeah when he used to like do all the japanese skits so some of the words that i learned from him that was the only thing i i there was this time when i uh, tried 
to go super sane in my house <laughs> and yeah i didn't go well so i started screaming and all so yeah you are a kid you do stupid shit but uh, yeah so that is uh, my uh, part of the uh, jap uh, this whole japanese culture that that i uh, wanted to learn so yeah, yeah filthy frank was as close as i came to it no i i i joined it for the anime thing but then hmm. it was like the culture the culture is so fascinating so i got hooked on the mythology and the ghost stories and all that and i was like if i have to read the authentic stuff because if you if you check the translations it's amazing like people say ringo gasuki ves which is i like apples but when you literally translate it it's like i derive pleasure from apples like no <laughs> that's not what you yeah google is stupid i mean not google translation even like foreign translators that have okay. to do the japanese translations they mm. remove so much of the culture and has like i don't want this western watered down version of mythology i want mm. the authentic shit and so i had to learn it and i'm very obsessive that way so for watching anime and for reading some really old ass books I and and for playing some kickass video games I learned it and it was amazing and it works into the business thing as well because uh, again people there are not very confident when it comes to speaking in english this is my observation they know to read english and write in english when you talk to them they are very conscious because like westerners have mocked their accent so much that uh, you know they 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 yeah. kind of get that complex so they are not going to speak in english to you willingly if you offer them japanese yeah. so that's what they do i i speak to them in their language and they like it and they respect it so uh, it it unconsciously i i never really realized it but when you mention it now i'm pretty sure yeah that's a sales strategy as well because you're making someone comfortable when they talk to you exactly yeah amazing So to summarize all that nerdness that just went on, uh, what what Shuja essentially said is you need to talk to people in their own voice and tone, as in treat them uh, based on their interests and the language that they have used when they responded to you. So if they have used a very casual informal language, reply with a casual informal language if possible. because that yeah. is probably the relationship business relationship they are looking for with you yeah put that in the subject line yeah if you are sending a cold email use that in the subject line what they've already mm-hmm. said like okay. homey or whatever they use mm-hmm. okay so utilize subject lines to kind of make yourself sound the way that your prospect wants you to sound yeah what else what else can we do Okay, so uh, since we are like a lot of freelancers would be listening to this, right? So the most common problem that they go through, the most common problem that I go through is that people uh, would rather go with somebody else that has a lot of experience compared to me who doesn't have a lot of experience. So how do you make that happen, right? So yeah, it's a it's a very uh, interesting discussion. Uh, have you there was a movie called thanks for smoking have you seen that okay so in that okay okay so i'm going to keep this very simple like uh, mr ambani he's a billionaire right okay. he works 18 hours a day 
and we all want to be like him we all we all want that wealth but we don't have that but at the same time what do we have that he doesn't have can you give me one thing I suppose uh, anonymity because anonymity allows you to innovate. There is something okay. you cannot as somebody who is very popular and yeah. we have time which probably he doesn't because yeah. he is busy with day to day activities. Exactly. So we get the time to spend with our family. He is working 18 hours a day sleeping the rest six so he doesn't get any of that family time. He doesn't have that family meeting where he can ask his son or his daughter how the day went. So we are only seeing the billion dollars that we have, but we're not seeing that what, what we have uh, compared to him. So we can use this in this experience debate. Okay, so the guy says that you don't have a lot of experience, sugar. I'm going to go with somebody that has 20 years of experience. So it's an experience debate. You can never win the experience debate. So when you cannot win the experience debate, all you have to do is point out a flaw in their logic, right? You don't always need to be right. You just need to point out a flaw in their logic. So I'm going to give you an example before before we go into that. I say that chocolate ice cream, a chocolate flavor of ice cream is the best flavor of ice cream in the world. Right. And you are saying that vanilla is better than chocolate. We both stand up our grounds. Right. Now, how can you make yourself right? How can you prove that you are right and I'm wrong when the flavor is very subjective? Right. You cannot win that argument. Because yeah, I like vanilla. You like chocolate. There's no way we're gonna be able to get in each other's head. Exactly. Even if 99% of the people liked vanilla, I'm I, I I'm gonna still like chocolate. Yeah. So you cannot win that argument on statistics, right? Uh, just reverse this role, right? You think that chocolate is the best flavor of ice cream in the world, and I think vanilla is better than chocolate. And I have to prove it to you that I'm right, and you're wrong. Yeah. So I'm gonna ask you a few questions. Okay, that's okay with you. Go ahead. Okay, so do you believe in democracy? Uh, of course I do. Do you believe in equal working opportunities for men and women? Yes, for everyone. Okay, so do you believe in equal right to education? Of course I do. Okay, so I just proved that you are wrong and I'm right. Um, yeah, I see what you did there and <laughs> that is a genius strategy like uh, use generalizations in your favor to kind of put people on the spot and uh, make them realize that there is something else to the perspective other than the one that they have you know uh, started with okay that is so so this is what happened right you said that uh, chocolate is the best ice cream in the world now best means there is nothing better than this so that is absolutism and that is aristocratic and aristocratic in nature right on the other hand, I'm a believer in democracy and I ask you that democracy question and you are a believer in democracy as well. Yes. So you agree with me, right? So if you are a believer that that means I'm right. And if I'm right, then my argument holds true and your arguments hold strong. Right. Yeah, exactly. So vanilla, vanilla becomes better than chocolate. So I don't need to prove that you are wrong. I just need to point out a flaw in your logic. Yeah. That's what I did. Yeah, I'm making a note because this is such a fascinating point because you as you said you will never win out against experience because experience wins for a reason they know certain yeah. things from experience that education and youth and vigor and passion just cannot make up for no and similarly youth and passion and vigor also know certain things that experience doesn't 
right? Yeah. Uh, updated and stuff like that. So instead of focusing on proving the experienced personnel wrong or proving the choice of hiring the experienced personnel wrong, go for finding the flaw in that argument and highlighting. Right? Yeah. Amazing. So, so let's roll through this. I'm, I'm going to give you uh, the very practical uh, example. Somebody says that I'm going to hire somebody else with 20 years of experience. Shuja, I'm not going to hire you. Okay. Okay. So great. I have nothing against that. First of all, acknowledge that. Ask them how many I'm going to let's roll through this. I'm going to ask you, right? Something. How many hours do you work every single day? Somewhere around 14. Wow. Okay. I mean, I like so, okay. So 14 hours and how many hours do you sleep? Three or four on good days. I have insomnia. Wow. So that's uh, three hours, 17 hours, right? You're working and sleeping. Hmm. What do you do in the other? I'm very bad at math. What's the other? Seven hours. Yeah, four, five, six, I, I seven. Yeah. Fingers, like my Asian kind of shivers because yeah. we are supposed to do maths in our heads. Yeah, I'm like I'm like Darshil Safari. If you never met Amir Khan, I am I'm I'm not very good with like anything else. Yeah, I also need to do this, and I need to take pen out to do ten minus two. Yeah. So you know, I I totally get you there. So all the rest of the time, I'll be cooking something, or I'll be working in the garden, or I'll be drawing something, mm -hmm. or I'll be reading. Okay, so how would you feel if you call somebody up? On the other side, there is a secretary. The secretary then puts you to an automated voice. That automated voice then transfers you to the main guy that you want to talk with, the main uh, client that you want to talk with, right? Hmm. And this process can easily take around 15 to 30 minutes. And that is when I'm being generous that the other person is available on the other side. What if the other person is busy? Hmm. Because since he, it is a company with 20 years of experience, you are not the only project that that company is doing right now. There are four big projects, right? You are just one uh, a part of that project. Mm -hmm. So you would have to dig through layers of bureaucracy to talk to the main guy. Mm -hmm. And if you are dedicating that time to cooking, you are dedicating that time to yourself, listening songs, looking at stars, killing people, and like summoning the demons. So if you're me, how would you feel if half an hour of that time you are spending on something that is not even that important? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a good idea. I generally listen to podcasts on all these random chores myself. Like, why waste yeah. the time in doing just one thing? You can like put combine two things together and like okay. No, the sense. point is okay. So compare that to me, right? I am a nobody. I have the, I don't have any experience, but you have to understand that I'm going to give you my personal number, and it doesn't mean you can call me up at eleven or twelve at night. But still, you know that this is Shuja's personal number. I can call him up anytime I want when there is a problem. And even if he's busy, he's going to call me back within 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. Right. Unlike that company with 20 years of experience, I don't have to talk to a secretary, an automated message. And then there's a person. Chances are he's busy. Then what am I going to do? What if it's, if it's an urgency? What's going to happen then? So Shuja is a one person company. The best part about freelancers is you are your own company and you are flexible. Unlike the 20 years of experience company, you to use that flexibility in this argument. So there is no way that that company, 20 years of experience company can personalize the product as much as I can personalize it for you because I'm flexible. Okay. Yes. I finally get it. Now. Yes. Yes. So we as freelancers, because 
you know, we are pretty much single man units or single woman units or single person units. We can use that as a sales point for our services because essentially when you hire the freelancer, you get the freelancer. You don't get any of the other time waster elements. Exactly. Exactly. Going for experienced big businesses. So, exactly. Fascinating. Amazing. Love it. Made that point so I don't forget. Okay. So yeah. That's the thing. If like uh, if you find yourself in that situation, just don't try to be right all the time. Just point out a flaw in the logic. Experience, okay, I get what you're trying to say, but this is what that experience is going to bring in. This is what's going to come along with that experience. All these trouble of going through this bureaucracy. Are you willing to go through all of all of this? Uh, can you hear me? I, I can hear you, and I added and a very big bill. You're gonna be yeah yeah spending a lot of time in the. Uh, infrastructure dealing with the bureaucracy and the paperwork and stuff and you're going to be billed very heavily at the end for being treated exactly. as just a client whereas if you come to a freelancer to the freelancer it's like you know uh, this is my prospect and i have to hold on to it and uh, they're going to put their best foot forward most of the time because they they don't have company resources to fall back on so oh, yeah, that's that's fascinating. That could be Yeah, everybody wants to feel special. Yeah. So the the experience company is not gonna make you feel special. There are five other projects they're dealing with at the same same time, and you're just one of them. On the other hand, if I'm taking such a big project, this is the only this is going to be a major part of me and my company, and I'm gonna give it my all. So you're gonna see that personalization and that customization in the in the process. And that's the same reason. Uh uh, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Okay, so that's the same reason that there is not a lot of difference between iPhone 7, 8, 8 and 9, 9 and 10 because they've already reached market saturation. They don't need to invent, reinvent anything. On the other hand, phones like Xiaomi and Redmi that focuses on the 10,000 to 20,000 rupee range, they come up with some something really special every single time they drop a new phone because they are flexible. I mean, compared to Apple. They are new company, right? They are new players in the market. They can afford that luxury to try to to create something new. But Apple cannot do that. Apple cannot come up with something totally different at this point. Because that's going to affect investor sentiment. And that's going yeah. to affect... Yeah, of course. Exactly. Because There's a lot the, at stake. There's a lot at stake. And that is something that... Uh, okay, so I cannot really take the name of the company, but know that this is like a... Fortune 500 company and uh, like, like very big deal company. I work for them and mm -hmm. they only hire freelancers to work on their content team. And uh, I had this conversation with the guy who leads the team. And I asked him that you guys are one of the highest paying and most sought after companies in the world. Why don't you yeah. hire like, you know, a company or an agency, which is generally what big companies do is they get an agency on that handles almost everything, mm. PR or blog, yeah, yeah. Or product description, etc. But no, these this company has journalists on staff. Of course, they recently fired all the journalists, but whatever. They've got uh, copywriters, uh, blog writers, PR writers. All of this, all of this are different different freelancers, and not just one freelancer. This is like ten to fifteen freelancers groups that are being hired mm -hmm. to 
to kind of create one press release or two articles or something like that and i asked him that uh, why why do you do this like why are you guys uh, you know going this route and he told me we don't want our company's voice to be bland and uh, dead we essentially want a diverse set of people having diverse set of voices to kind of create a very unique voice for the company so that whoever it is that reads it doesn't feel like they are reading uh, something that was probably spat out by a robot which is what yeah. happens when you have writers on the payroll this is this is what he told me and that is why they prefer to hire different freelancers on a role basis so every year out of the 15 they let go of 10 and then they onboard 10 new and that keeps happening on a freelance hmm. basis and again as you said their uh, priority is and he said that insight came to him when he worked with someone for the first time who was in this thing that freelancer made him realize that the freelancer can give a generally very robotic brand a very quirky a very funny sort of a voice and he saw merit to that he saw merit to that resonating with the audience and now that has become that company's hiring policy no content agencies just freelancers so there's no yeah. harm in you know trying the strategy find the flaw in the argument of your prospect who has recommended something conventional instead of uh, trying to prove them wrong and that could probably work out for you because somebody did it like 6 7 years ago and now it works out for me and a lot of other freelancers at this company so yeah definitely give it a try give uh, give be unique a try and definitely works out I, i mean i can tell you that for sure i don't get 20 leads in my inbox but the two that i do get they are fabulous they convert and they pay really well so at the end of the day if your uh, if your sales sheets are being balanced why should you not you know try leveraging the very yeah. big advantage you have as you mentioned which is you have the opportunity as a freelancer or as a new business to innovate exactly new things for your customers you might uh, hit hit like a jackpot yeah so that's the thing man take risk and so many people have like dm me and uh, told me this i mean not a lot of leads but still it does the job it tells me how am i positioning myself in the market and they've said that they really like the profile they really like the bio and i mean uh, for the first two or three months when i started linkedin i was being very professional i helped start up in smbs help them increase their sales something like that and it nobody i mean nobody even viewed my profile nobody gave a shit but then i realized i mean okay i tried being formal that didn't get me anywhere so let me try try a different approach because i tried that it's not that i never tried that i tried that and it didn't help me out so i was like okay i'm just going to completely turn this personality around let's see how it goes and it went well and a big company cannot take this risk a big company cannot call themselves zombies and cannot talk about demons right it's going to affect the stock prices maybe i mean they can there are companies that are doing this right like if we look at baskool if you look at new media companies they are doing this they they have and I, this is this is this is a very different topic in general but i've been seeing this happen in lot of other 
other countries of course in india we still haven't had that start but the professional voice the meaning of that is changing amazingly and i love it i love that being human not the shit yeah. brand uh, being human the the words uh, that has become like a like a very respected thing that a lot of companies are looking into because social media profiles are being analyzed before people are being hired and if they look too tailor made they are being axed in advance like they are not even being given the opportunities to apply for the jobs essentially because they have had it they they probably had it with uh, conventional methods of uh, employment and conventional ways of thinking and they are innovating and uh, like a very recent statistic kind of found out that uh, work culture is being prioritized of course not in india but we will we'll get there i suppose soon uh, work culture is being prioritized over everything else and if you can offer that experience as a new business or a freelancer to your client like you can get this 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 from me then you won't really have to sort of uh, you know do all the other things that are conventionally recommended yeah just can 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 you uh, can can you hold on like there's a lot of background noise and i think something has happened we've been looking for a snake bite just just give me a second you okay. can you can talk about something interesting uh, in that time i'll just be back yeah okay okay Hi man thank you for joining in i'm talking to all the people that are commenting here uh yeah good to have you people whole lot of lot thank you thank you enough yeah it, it wasn't really the snake but yeah okay okay i've had a snake come out of my washing machine and a snake that was in the ac compressor like just sitting there and uh, it could have come in my room so we are kind of skittish about snakes so whenever a mayhem sort of a thing happens uh, we we immediately have to check up on that because it's like what if this is there's literally a snake skin in the house we found a snake skin in the house that is why uh, it was such a scary thing anyway coming back uh, on the topic uh, yeah which was a sales so yeah uh, how how do how does one uh turn because i am personally very aware like it's literally the first featured post on my profile which is like don't call me a brand i do not like the word brand because brand is when you take like a very hot thing and put it on your skin and it stays on you forever that is essentially the root of the word brand uh and started by some weird farmer named maverick of all things okay understand and as like why has that concept become such a thing right everyone is becoming this one thing that they have to steadily be and like you're going to brand yourself and you're going to rebrand yourself and rebrand yourself and rebrand yourself and then ultimately you will have nothing left like no skin in the game yeah but then branding is a big part of sales right yeah so it how is how does how does one do that without sacrificing their mental sanity This is a question I'm personally asking. This is, I okay. branding, but I know I have to do it. Yes, you have to. I mean, everybody has to. The important thing is, uh, whatever you're putting out there, 
for example uh, if you are putting an informal image of you out there then it doesn't matter who you talk to it doesn't matter if you're talking to the ceo of flipkart that personality has to be there you cannot go from an informal personality specifically switch that to a very formal personality because i'm talking to the ceo of flipkart so if you commit to your brand if you commit to your label then you have to stay committed no matter who the person on the other side is because that is one of the reason that is going to be one of the reasons they decide to go with you and if you are not very comfortable talking about that talking about zombies and all that i mean whatever you, you the other person might have in their profile so that is that just defeats the whole purpose i mean i was talking to you because you have this personality and now just because it's this formal thing you're going to switch that personality so i'm i'm not feeling very comfortable with you doing this i don't trust you i mean that makes me think that in the future you're going to do this again and so it's not aligned you are you are not uh, uh sticking to what you said that you do and i'm seeing two different people here i'm not going to trust you with this okay. you have so to stick to whatever personality that you yeah be authentic make that your brand right yeah exactly it doesn't matter who you talk to Amazing. Yeah, I can do that. I need to do that. I'm very sarcastic and very satirical in real life, and I don't do that because it's like half of the people don't get satire, and then they give yarn and yeah. games. And yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. This is me because people are so entitled online. Like I do not put CPAs or follow me or anything on my posts, and still, you know, the thing come like. Mm, what the the zombie puns i got yeah. dms about that like how can you as a writer misspell words i'm like oh my god i have put a guess there that these are puns these are not and i think that's that's i think something that we have to deal with being authentic but because of all that and i i i like a clean inbox i do not like unanswered things so i end up wasting some time there and so i avoid being authentic online because authentic is very weird like i'm i'm a weird person in general so people have blocked me for for saying a lot of things people have reported me to the linkedin ceo they they've like tagged the linkedin ceo in my post in in the comment section that's look at what this guy is talking about and the language that he's using i mean i i've seen it all but I mean, still i don't give a fuck it's unbelievable i i expect i love the way you share content and i love reading what you write even the funny stuff and the occasional times when you get serious it is it is such a fabulous learning experience uh, same with your uh, videos on youtube uh, just because someone doesn't use you know the the sharma uncle rhetoric yeah <laughs> that's, uh, that's that that i mean that is that is it right like i me and i know sudeshna as well i'm pretty sure she's in the comments linkedin user is probably sudeshna uh, so we especially came uh, we, we started following you i think simultaneously because we really loved how authentic you were being we were not miffed we could see the context in what you were saying we were not like are ye language kaisa hai ye bahut <laughs> बोलती 
being authentic has its downsides but i am i'm sure it has its upsides as well so i have to try doing that be as weird as i possibly can online yeah. um, and maybe that's going to get me some very niche leads uh, let's see that's that's going to be the experiment for october so the the way i see it is let's say you need to outbound somebody right you need to uh, pitch a big ceo right and you were afraid that if you were going to use this language use your your current personality that person is going to reject you so that's that's the basic fear and because of that we try to become formal and that person rejects rejects us regardless so doesn't gets us anywhere the way i see it is the sale is never yours right even if i get an inbound lead that person is inquiring about my sales training i don't have that person now i can say i'm this close to getting that sale but i'm this close to marrying a supermodel i'm this close to becoming a billionaire right it doesn't matter i'm not this close so how can i lose something that i never had that's the mindset i have i never had that sale so i'm never desperate when i go in the sale i was fine before i talked to you and if the sale is not going to go my way i'm going to be fine after that it doesn't create any dent in my universe I'm going to be the same person. So the moment I'm not desperate, so they respect that. And it is again, it brings back this this whole psychological thing called the paradox of law of attraction. Paradox of law attract law of attraction is, I mean, if there's a person that doesn't give a shit about us, we're going to chase this person. We want to get in a relationship with this person, and not the person that has a crush on us, right? Right here, because it is not challenging enough for us. And that same thing applies in sales. If I'm going to be like desperate, like this person, okay, should I have a crush on you? I have a crush on this. The prospect is going to sense that I'm not going to get the sale. So I have to like um, I have to have this mindset that I don't give a shit whether the sale go through. Being very respectful about the prospect and his business, but not about the sale. I don't care about the sale. I respect the prospect, but I don't care about the sale. I'm going to be good if the sale doesn't go my way. I'm I mean I was good before this. I'm going to be good after this. So you have you have to have that mindset. yeah and to the point that you just made there is a method of persuasion this is like a psychology thing like a sub genre it has become so many people have written books about this methods of persuasion and uh, the book that i'm referring to specifically is the one written by colenda nick and he essentially highlights this in like 100 pages uh, which is wow. <laughs> yeah it was very difficult to read the book it gets so boring sometimes but okay uh anything for the learning experience uh if you are going to seem and look and feel too eager you are not going to persuade someone into investing their time and energy into talking to you because you are more invested into the transaction than they are and yeah. technically that will never lead to a persuasive sort of a communication channel uh be it personally So yeah, I mean, you just close up. Pardon? You froze up. Okay, hold on. What you would do is you could rejoin. It happens sometimes. You can hear. I can't hear you. Just close up. Ah, uh, okay. Are you back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Potato net happens to everyone. It happened to me on a live yeah. two lives back. Internet just went out, and my audio just gave up. <laughs> It's okay. Huh? It's okay. Uh, okay. What what else is there? Anything else you'd like us sales newbies to learn? Because sales newbie, complete newbie. 
okay so the only thing i mean you only need two things to succeed in sales that is first of all be genuinely interested in the other person and genuinely show some interest in what they are saying right not just i'm i'm it's it's not just a phony sense that i'm trying to yeah i'm showing interest you have to be genuinely interested in what they have to say and the second is you have to ask smart questions now there's a trick there uh, i have a script with me i have like five to six different questions i'm going to ask this prospect and this is just my agenda for the meeting i've prepared that right okay tell me a little bit more about that problem what have you done to fix it so far how did that work out for you how much would you say this issue is costing you right now uh, what is your personal motivation behind to fix this problem what's stopping you from solving this issue today i have these questions with me which i can ask but these are just questions these are not smart questions now this is a problem that's going to happen uh, if i go with this script in the meeting the prospect i'm going to ask him okay so tell me a little bit more about this problem that you're having mr x and he goes on a spree of talking because everybody loves to talk right he talks he start talking about his business and himself and he in that one single question he answers my top 3 questions now i'm going through my notes okay what is the next question because it i was supposed to answer the second question but he already answered my top 4 questions so i'm just i'm just just uh, looking at what question i'm supposed to ask him now and on a call you have to be spontaneous so it's going to be an awkward silence and the other person can sense that on the email i can get away with that on a dm i can get away with that not on a call so the smart questions means that you have to ask a question based on the information your prospect just provided you and not something that you have written down on a script of course memorize that have that in mind but make sure that you somehow the question that you ask reflects what he just said i want to scale up my business okay so what's stopping you from scaling your business right now okay i mean i have a sales team that that is not performing very well i have the problem of conversions okay mr prospect conversions can you tell me a little bit more about conversions conversions now is going to tell me about conversions okay let's say you are at 15 right now and i can help you get to 30 how much business is that going to bring in so i'm i'm just uh, getting uh, into all the nerdy stuff but just to give you an idea uh, every question that i ask has to do something with the information that the prospect just gave me and not a, a pre set of questions that i had prepared with me that doesn't work because the prospect is going to get frustrated why you why you been listening to me because i just answered that question why are you asking me that again exactly. so that is going to make me look like a fool so that is anybody can that can do that they can ask smart questions and can be genuinely interested in what the other person has to say he can he or she can be a really good sales person it doesn't matter what they do in sales they going they going to become successful so that's that's all you need to know I mean that's all anybody needs to understand. Yeah, so I also do this. I ask smart, dumb questions. I think I, mm-hmm. I, I think I commented on one of your posts about this. Yours, so I don't really know. Somebody, somebody said ask ask smart questions, and I was like, no. What I do is I ask simple questions. Mm-hmm. What happens with simple questions is it shows you understood what they have said, right? So, uh, Feynman technique is what I essentially follow. which is you simplify something you can simplify something if and only if you understand it entirely and yeah. when you ask the simple questions two things happen first of all they realize that you have understood all that complicated stuff that they have told you and the reason it applies to me is because i work with researchers and statisticians so a lot of things that they have to say kind of you know flies off the top 
yeah. ask simple questions it means that you understood all the other stuff to come up with that question in the first place so i i do that and they, you can see it they light up because i generally prefer using skype calls to have these conversations they light yeah. up when that question happens because they're like this one understood and so <laughs> i can see i can see that moment of clarity happen like that's the moment i got that that's the moment i converted my client by asking us one question so the question doesn't have big adjectives when i drop in it just a simple term which in a sense kind of dilute their point into a small statement uh, and in my experience i've seen people love it when you ask these kind of questions they see understood what they are trying to communicate to you in the first place when they yeah. were explaining uh, their thing during the first call which is what happens with writers they're going to talk about their brand themselves as you said it's going to be like 45 50 minutes worth of one person talking and you taking notes yeah uh, essentially so yeah i mean completely agree with you there and i've seen it happen i mean talking with you i'm realizing i'm not as bad at sales as i thought i was you're not I'm just not yeah so yeah keep yeah. the question simple and uh, make those questions related to what your prospect just said make him feel that you heard that that is the most important thing make him feel heard so yeah okay. that's okay, so that's the any uh, any 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 anyone has any questions for suja because we are approaching an hour and i i i mean i could talk to you for hours cuz literally this is such amazing insights uh and if anyone has any questions put those in and uh, we'll see if we can answer uh, those for you uh and in the meantime i'll ask a stupid dumb question which is uh, no question is stupid man just throw it at me of course of course but uh, like uh, it 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 feels stupid to me because essentially i as i said i am very hesitant uh, with sales uh, hesitant with sales see that's where the gujarati shows up but uh, i have i have problems with the word s but essentially the thing i wanted to ask you was if you are a beginner right now and this this question does come a lot in my dms when uh, new content writers kind of connect with me and they literally demand that i help them and i'm like, like no i don't know how to help you themselves but okay uh, what is it that a new freelancer or a very new business someone that is just starting up that could do uh, as as a sales tactic so to speak besides the the authentic uh, find the flaw in the argument about the conventional industries thing that you mentioned what else is it that like a newbie could do was you asking me how can they learn no 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 not how can they learn how can they start selling how how can they start you know projecting that image are you there i think you're gone ah oh, yep he's stuck hold on
Okay, we're facing technical difficulties, guys. Hold on. Hold on. We're going to get him back. So in, in, in the time that he, he, he has left for now, but he's going to rejoin. Uh, if anyone has any questions, let us know. And uh, any other requests as well for the next lives, because next we'll be doing NaNoWriMo with yours truly, Rashmi. And she's going to be telling us uh, how you can go about NaNoWriMo, because she's guided me fabulously to NaNoWriMo last year. And... Uh, I think she'll, uh, if you are looking to be a fiction writer, she's going to be able to do that for you as well. Uh, amazing. So, yeah, we're going to have uh, Rashmi come on with uh, Prepped Over and NaNoWriMo information. We're going to have uh, some other speakers come on. I'm, I'm going to have Anna Maria come on where she's going to tell us about divergent thinking and how it could help you with creativity. I'm not even kidding. I was really blocked, okay? In the sense that I was not really writing well and I was not able to partake in some of the hobbies that I generally do seamlessly. And she made me do some exercises. And based on the exercises that she gave me and the interpretations she got out of that, what essentially ended up happening was I was able to start, uh, you know, creating stuff again out of the blue and like not just little bits of stuff a lot of stuff so we're gonna have that i'm going to get some non-fiction writers on as well because that is something that i can talk about a lot like more than i already do <laughs> but uh, yeah I'm, I'm but i'm particularly a non-fiction writer so this is what i have in the lineup is there anything else anyone wants so to speak from the lives let me know and he's joining again. Just give us a few. If there are questions, put those in the comments. Whoever is sending the hi, I'm getting LinkedIn user. So I don't really know who you are. I'm guessing it's Sudeshna. So if it's you, Sudeshna, hi. <laughs> because you show up as a LinkedIn user a lot. Okay, he's back. Yay. Great. So I, while you're gone, I just announced the lineup for the next lives, like who I have coming on and stuff like that. So that's great. You won't have to suffer through that, blah, blah, blah. So I, I, I suppose since no questions have come in so far, you, you did an amazing that's job. I cannot see you. Okay, I think you're having network issues because LinkedIn is showing that the live is active. Let's yeah, and in the internet, uh, internet uh, sucks right now. Yeah, I, I, I totally get that. Happens with me all the time because Airtel and GTPL, these are the only two options I have and both are like, we have given up because you have already paid us broadband money. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
silences are my thing by the way like all my friends know this that she gets weirdly silent sometimes and you guys are getting the authentic experience right now are you there connect to our we are that we didn't hear anything love it 
See, this is what uh, there's something extremely serendipitous about internet issues. So in the meantime, does anyone have questions for me? The three people that are still on with the live. You know, back. You're back. <laughs> this, is, this is good actually. Because uh, when we say be authentic, we showed them by being authentic. Weird, awkward silence on my part. Fuck on your part. So yeah, love it. Go for it. What will you say? Ah, and he's stuck again. See, this is fascinating. Okay. So the next time he comes on, I think we're going to end the live because uh, internet issues that seem unsolvable are such a bummer. Okay. 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 I, 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 I heard an alien. So that's on brand. Like zombie aliens, they sound the same. So can you hear me? Yeah, I, I heard the can you. We can hear you vaguely. So, yeah, I, I think you mentioned start by creating a personality online and make it show and connect, like actually connect with people yeah. in your network. Yeah? Yeah. Personality is to focus on the inbound when people come and look at your profile. Okay. And the outbound is you having confidence. That is the only bit I would say. Have some balls and message the people that you want to connect with. Yeah. Don't be afraid. I mean, what's the worst that can happen? Yeah. The only thing that can happen is if you're going to go into a series of desperate matches. Right? Don't go with the desperate mind think that, okay, this is not going to be this. I'm going to be fine. Right? Yeah, yeah exactly. So what's the worst that can happen? Like they're gonna say no. That's the worst. And create content happen. around. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And you're not in, not even in a face to meeting with that message. They like beat you up or with an RKO or token or something like that. They cannot beat you up. So there's another thing. And go content around. Uh, and so your content has to somewhere. Our content okay. has to. Our content has to. Yeah, content has to. Yeah, has to talk about what you do, right? Somewhere there has to be the message that this is what I do. It doesn't matter how much you like uh, sandwich it up with uh, zombies and aliens, but at the end of the day, there has to be a message. It cannot go on like this whole personality won't be sustainable. You have to talk some value in your post. Okay. 
okay uh, so i'll leave a note in case people missed it give value with the content you create online yeah fabulous Okay, and keep else? creating content man yeah it's 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 gonna show if not today tomorrow some people are gonna look at your content and they're gonna contact you that we really love this particular point that you talked about in your post and what can you do for us like we, we really want to know what you do what you see your spinning and all that so it's really gonna come but all you have to do is stay consistent and don't post stupid shit don't post the obvious stuff only post when you have something to post in sales talk about strategies in content marketing talk about strategies sometimes humor but mainly strategies don't post about content marketing versus content branding don't post definitions of this stuff you can find on google it doesn't help anyway in anybody so that doesn't bring anything to the table i agree i agree because I, the this is a very sad trend we see in the writing industry where people are talking about why you should be a content writer why you should be a freelancer or who gives a fuck exactly uh, other than people who can't really afford to be writers nobody cares okay so what you're going to get yeah. from that is you're going to get followers you're going to get a lot of people who are going to like your posts but you will not get the thing that you want the most which is clients that pay money at the end of the day exactly people to pay and uh, that only happens when you create uh, content uh, and i recommend creating niche content as in create something that you can create and so when someone is yeah. thinking about okay i need someone to do sales training uh, shuja's name has to immediately pop up in their head based on exactly. the content he exactly. has shared similarly if someone exactly. wants nerd content my name should pop up like who <laughs> that one posts a lot of nerdy shit he talks about yeah. research projects and etymology and all that and i need to write a history paper okay let me contact that chick so that has to happen with the content mm. you create and like no joke sometimes 6 7 months, there's this there, there are prospects who have not interacted with any of my posts but then there's a dm or there's a connection request saying i have to get this done can you help me and engagement and likes and all that definitely matters but when it comes to your content you put out online it has to be relevant not like exactly you know not popular it has to be relevant so make relevant content so that's something yeah. lot of people don't get and when i say this to the aggressive dmers who are like help me they are like you are giving bad advice i'm like no i'm giving you advice that works for me i want to tell you something i'm i'm going to add something to this okay so uh, a lot of people have this argument that if i'm going to give my strategies away for free on linkedin post then what am i going to charge people for right so that is sort of uh, a scarcity mindset you only have three strategies that's why you're thinking about this if you had 10 strategies you wouldn't be thinking this way so what the problem is you're not learning new things you're just sticking to the things that you already know and so you can never succeed with that you always have to keep learning new things in your industry and that is why you share one strategies is like not a big deal because i already know nine more i am at at that luxury where i can share a lot of strategies and give free stuff away to people because i know i have so much more in my arsenal so that and, is and, and the abundance mindset when you empty your arsenal you yeah. create the opportunity of you know loading new weapons 
Like I exactly, said, uh, yeah. my my math teacher used to have this thing. Used to say, "Apni chai ka cup, aadha khadi rakho. If you're gonna keep it full, you can't add more chai. If you keep it empty, yeah. like there's no point. So, apna chai ka cup, aisa aadha bhara hua rakho. So there's always a scope for someone to add on. And when you don't have the scarcity mindset, you create that opportunity for yourself. So I'm not even kidding. I I made videos." Where I showed people how to get your articles on Happen On and Thrive Global and all these platforms. Literally recorded the screen and posted it on LinkedIn. And the kind of angry like our influencer people, they are like, <laughs> why are you showing people how to do this? I'm like, um, like seriously, are you that that insecure that someone getting on Thrive Global or Happen On or startup is going to ruin your business? But that's 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 the thing you, you if the more competition you have at least in my opinion the more chances of innovation open up because when you have people standing neck and neck with you you have to find ways to stand out and when you you know when you put that intellectual pressure on yourself i think magic happens you come up to insights yeah. only when you think if you keep following the same formula and the same pattern Either say how are you going to bring in originality or that unique factor which lets people come to you, but yeah, that's that's an unpopular opinion. I think it's an unpopular opinion, and I'm, I'm pretty. I've got two DMs already, so either it's okay. uh, angry people. I, I haven't checked because my face is going to show the anger, <laughs> but it's it's it's, it's fine, it's, it's fine. Yeah, I know, right? It's fine, exactly. It's fine. So, just let yeah, them be. They have their own world. They have their own world. Yeah, exactly. But what you said uh, definitely, like, uh, if you provide value online, specifically with your strategies, uh, you are first of all showcasing that you have strategies, right? And secondly, you're helping people in your industry. So you are indirectly yeah. networking with people that could help you out when you are in a mm -hmm. bind. And like solo successes are not a thing. Even if it seems like that, there's no such thing as solo success. There's a lot of stuff yeah. that happens in the back end, right? We have our own communities that help us out in times of peril or whatever. Like you can have a conversation with some friend about sales strategies. Like I have a friend who I talk to about weird rabbit holes. So yeah, exactly. Talk about strategies, strategies that you use in your unique businesses, and uh, create content around it instead of posting and reposting the same sort of things that you see. Like, don't do sob stories. Don't like <laughs> share everything about your family online. Don't that gets a maximum engagement, right? Oh that gets a maximum engagement, and people. That is why they do that. Yeah, exactly. That that is that is a template. I was nothing. Then I <laughs> became depressed. Then I realized yeah. I have so much to offer. And then I started my business. And look at where I am right now, without mentioning anything else. Like they don't mention the financial support that they got from their family. They don't mention the bailouts that they probably used. They don't mention the cushion that they had, or maybe they did not mention the fabrication, and nobody like logically analyzes these things. And 
if you are going to focus on that kind of content, you're going to get an audience for sure. But LinkedIn pe audience bana ke kya karoge? You know, LinkedIn doesn't have mm. an influencer program. They're not going to pay you even if you get that yeah. influencer tag. Unlike Instagram and YouTube and all these other platforms, you can't monetize content on LinkedIn. So why not instead create unique, niche-specific content that is going to get yeah. you like amazing clients just based on the fact that your name popped up in their head the moment they thought about your niche. Exactly. That's the point. And one thing I want to add about this whole LinkedIn thing, uh, uh, whenever somebody posts a soft story or any sort of story, uh, it's not about actually, I don't see a different opinion. I mean, everybody sort of has to agree with that. And if anybody questions that, then people start gambling up on that person. This, this person is just sharing his or her story while doing this, right? So we go along that direction. And every right now we are at a place where everybody has to agree with that. And any opinion other than that uh, is, is not taken very uh, uh, in a very nice way. So people just say, congratulations, what a nice story. And this and that. That, that is a generating thing because this person tried saying something else, but the response wasn't good enough. So now he's going to stick to this. So it's the same thing. Congratulations, congratulations, congratulations. Nice one. Bang on this and that. So that's the thing. I mean, the top story works, but if it doesn't get you money, if it doesn't get you leads, what's the purpose? Exactly. It's, I, I mean, I don't know about others, but it takes me anywhere. Uh, I, I create LinkedIn posts in bugs. So okay. uh, I'll, I'll gather all the bits that I don't use in my articles and I repurpose them as LinkedIn posts. Mm. That is what I do, like uh, from the research pieces or from the geopolitical pieces that I'm doing, I'm going to repurpose bits that I didn't manage to use into content. So once a month, I'm going to sit for like six, seven hours and create the posts. And that is generally okay. what I end up sharing on the thing. And that is what creates leads for me, like not how to write and how to do this, but like why is uh, the one-child policy in China being turned to two-child policy, uh, possibly? Or why is the situation in Iran so complicated? Or stuff like that, you know, like little snippets or hmm. some weird etymological fact that I found out. I, I, I also write in literature, so that's where it helps out. And it doesn't bring in, as you say, it, does, it, it doesn't get the congratulations and I agree, but it gets people to send you a message going, I have this blog, would you like to send a guest post? Or I have this magazine, would you like to submit? You know? Yeah. So instead of, you can, you can of course fall back on the soft stories, uh, because they always work. Okay, this is this is content. Always. Soft yeah. story will work. You getting certification and posting about it. You winning something, posting about it. You writing about your family. Yeah. You writing about some mental health issues. These have or or you writing about gender diversity. Uh, you writing about equality. These are things that work. Okay, nowadays that's an accepted fact. So you can always mm. fall upon these topics like once a month or something, go for it. Engagement is not bad. After all, you need people in your network to get engagement. When you only start focusing on engagement, you know, that's where you end up losing unconsciously, losing on a lot of work rather than, uh, yeah. uh, you know, generate work for you. So like try the new thing just for a little bit. Mm. Like 
don't suppress your voice and just uh, let the voice shine let the nerd show let the weird show let the teacher show whatever it is that your profession is like let it show because if you do some job for 10 odd hours a day at least or 8 to 10 hours a day you are going to have some yeah. unique perspectives on it even if your job is something very boring or something very common because human hmm. beings are very unique and if you don't share these unique insights that you have you are you're missing out okay you're missing out on not just the engagement but like jobs that you can actually get based on those insights so try yeah. giving that a shot for once you know so this was probably yeah, so, uh, talking about the creativity thing hmm. yeah sorry um, no 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 I so was, talking I was... about the creativity thing okay so the best thing that i uh, find is that if let's say you come up with an email template and you come up with sort of an email strategy that you know works right you send 10 people and you know it this email. can you hear me Yeah, yeah, Hello. Can you hear me, Abhinthi? I can hear you. Okay, okay. Okay, okay. You were talking. So if you come up with this, this, yeah, if if you come up with this magical email that you know works for ten people, it it worked with ten of your clients. That doesn't mean in any way that you have to stick with this email template for the rest of your life because that ends the creativity. So you say, okay, this worked. I know it worked. I'm not going to send this email to anybody else from now on. I'm going to sit for four hours at night, and I'm going to come up with a different thing, no matter how long it's going to take me. But I'm going to come up with something different, right? Yeah. So just totally change that and take a risk. It doesn't matter if this works for you. Take a risk. Try something else, because that's the end of creativity. If you don't do that, if you just rely on this email, it's going to end your creativity. So yeah. push yourself. Work like think for four hours. Don't do anything. Just think for four hours. And come up with something else. Yeah, and uh, so that's that's what I think. This concept referred to as divergent thinking. Okay, look into it. You can, if you are stuck okay. creatively, uh, people yeah. uh, can use divergent thinking. This is something that Anna Maria kind of uh, put me on. Like very weird things. Instead of writing with your dominant hand, write with your uh, submissive hand. and what that does is that fires up some neural pathways in your head that were otherwise dormant when you were trying to create something so you can you can you can look these things up try these weird things listen to frequencies uh, listen to some music yeah. that works for you right it, try it just once uh, don't watch a movie uh, or a tv series for one week and just give this a try and see whether it works for you because if you don't try things like this is what uh, someone told me on reddit which is content writers come into it uh, with uh, a very preconceived bias that i'm going to only write for this because that is the background that they come from and in doing that they don't hmm. like you have to take a lot of uh, lot of shit and fling it on the wall right essentially this is what was told to me i'm quoting verbatim and one of the shits is going to stick and you want the shit that sticks to become the thing you dominantly do but if you if you if you say i will not hold shit you are losing out on a lot of business a lot of opportunities and yeah. discovering bits about you that you didn't know was possible right so 
lot of author bios have this they didn't think that they could write in this 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 genre then someone forced them to write a short story and they realized oh i'm great at this genre so like no matter yeah. what kind of a professional you are see writing is very autobiographical in nature writers don't really admit this but it's true we draw from our personal lives so even if you're not a writer normal language mein wo speech to text option use karo and just you know let go and then usko thoda sa polish kar do and post it go for it that could that could be the thing that could represent your business or your service or whatever it is and there's nothing wrong with that if it doesn't work as shuya said what do you have to lose like some followers like that's exactly. going to mean anything it doesn't mean anything So, yeah. That's the best yeah, part of being a freelancer. You have nothing to lose. Exactly. Yeah, Apple has a lot, lot of things to lose. Yeah, yeah. I have anything to lose. And it's even like uh, I, I do a sales training, right? If I'm gonna uh, cold outreach somebody, see that they don't want this. I'm gonna see what they actually want. I mean, website and check about a section of you and that what you collected for five days. And I tell them that I can write something that is useful. I can write this platform. Your audio, your audio is spattering. Your audio is spattering. Like it's some very okay. Okay. Uh, hold on, hold on. Okay. Okay. Now, yeah. Now we can. One talk. second. One second. Ah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So yeah, is that there? Ah, uh, can you hear me? Oh, internet issues. Hey, he's back. Ah. Uh, okay. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Okay. Yep, perfect. Yep. So, I was just switching between my laptop and my phone. Ah. Uh, so. Yeah. the camera is back to laptop works laptop works better for streaming i have never understood this but like yeah i don't unfortunately that's a thing and it's like as i said low low camera resolution works for us we look hot whatever works okay <laughs> so anyway. yeah now what are you talking about we were talking about you trying different things uh, the advantage of yeah, yeah. freelancer yeah okay so i knew that like uh, this is a very huge company and they don't need a sales training but i pitched them in a way that i talked that your about section is out of date uh, your uh, what do we do section your profile section is out of date and you are a website for millennials so why don't i bring that millennial edge to it or would you be willing to give this a shot that has nothing to do with sales nothing to do with conversions cold emails i'm just going to talk in some fancy language and try to make that more relatable to the millennials so that is one of the emails i've sent i haven't heard back from them since but we are in the process let's see how that goes on the other hand i also tried writing brand rap for somebody that has nothing to do with sales but that is just pushing yourself out let's see how this goes i wrote a brand rap post on my uh linkedin and then there was this woman that i met on ref genius ref genius is a sort of platform where sales and marketing people talk and I I pitched her that I'm going to write a free brand rap for you. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Yes. So, 
So I pitched her, I'm going to write a free brand rep for you. No charge, no nothing. I just was testing my skill. Let's see how this goes. And that took me around two days. And I uh, wrote that rap for her. And she posted it and tagging me and, and all that. So I got I got featured in one of her posts. So I saved it up. It was a big deal for me. So now I have the sales training. I can change their profile section. I can write up it in a more hip language. I can write brand rap for them. I have all these different things. I can pitch different people according to their needs. But if I didn't do this, I'd, I'd just have a sales training. And that is a very one dimensional thing. Not a lot of people are looking for sales training. So look at the things the other people are looking out for. So diversify that thing, work on your skills, work on different stuff. Just since you are like a content marketer doesn't mean you only have to work on this. Work on something else that is related to content marketing as well. That other people might find interesting or might value more. So, yeah, yeah work on so, uh, different so different things. I can, I can add two things to this, like uh, yeah. something that some content writers might not like, but whatever, like that is not my demographic at all. But that place is toxic as shit. Uh, what I did when I was in college was uh, I did not write for money. I hmm. did what you are saying. I approached all these organizations that I love, uh, mostly NGO organizations, right? Because I didn't have money to donate, but I had mm. time. So I thought, okay, let me do this. Let me find the email IDs. And Twitter yeah. is a great place to find uh, email IDs of uh, people with, you know, some form of influence. At least it was back then. So the 2011, this is. Okay. And uh, what I ended up doing was I emailed a lot of very big NGOs saying, I have nothing to offer, but I want to learn and I have time and I'm good at writing. You can, I can help you with your graphics. I can help you with your write-ups. Uh, hmm. If you'd like to give me the opportunity, I would love to learn and hone myself as a writer, right? And uh, unbelievably, it worked every time and I end up working for free of course see this is the caveat this is what makes this a controversial opinion which is hmm. people say you should not work for free but i was in college my fees were paid by my parents already so i didn't really have to worry about the finances so instead of uh, going into engineering college aha i was uh, <laughs> working for free in a lot of these uh, mega organizations that were looking into uh, getting the content to create, uh, to, to kind of reach with the, the woe populi, so to speak, you know, become yeah. the voice of the people, uh, resonate with the common audience, all that. Because when you think of uh, the OGs in the NGO game, you think that this is a very highbrow area, but like that's not the reality. They are very grounded people. And so yeah. they wanted to do that and they allowed me to help them with that. Uh, and in that, I discovered that I have a pensha for writing and healthcare, something I didn't know because biology required a lot of mugging up. So, in, and I couldn't mug up things. So, in school, I didn't really particularly enjoy biology and yet, and chemistry. And yet, somehow, I ended up working in healthcare because I tried this. I tried working for these. Uh, NGOs who are working in the health industry uh, to kind of discover this thing about myself. Mm -hmm. And that was 
something that could not have been possible if I didn't try this. Yeah. And great personal ex expense, which was I didn't get paid. But I got to go to amazing locations and work with them on the ground. I got yeah. to network. And after the four years of college, when I started the writing thing, they converted into clients, clients that I still have to this day. Right. So essentially, if you don't try this, if you don't put in the effort, at least if you don't send the email, how will you learn? How will you know? How will you get the opportunity? So to speak. Yeah. So yeah, send that email, send that DM. There's there's not literally nothing to lose with uh, that. So as uh, Miri says, slide into those DMs as gracefully as you can, based okay. on the language that uh, you know people prefer. That is yeah. of course Shuja's contribution. So yeah, try that. Try that today. Exactly, man. What's there to lose, right? what's there to lose exactly like freelancers ka advantage is people don't respect us so <laughs> yeah. what will you lose you already don't have respect so go for yeah. it nothing to lose there my company is worth zero rupees right now what more can you do to that like how how more can my stock prices go down so <laughs> what, what's the point even exactly, i can exactly. i can take all the risk in the world I can message the Flipkart CEO right now and it doesn't matter if he looks at it or not, but I have the opportunity to send a personal LinkedIn invite to him. I have that opportunity and that, that is more than enough for me. If it's good enough, he'll look at it. If he doesn't, then I need to work on it. That's the thing. If he doesn't, I need to work on it and I will. So as soon as, as like uh, up till the moment you look at it as a learning experience that your email didn't get any reply. So it lacked something, right? You, you take that something out and you try to make it better, you are winning if, if, you, if you have that mindset, you are winning. So and there is no race. Okay, there is okay. a question for you that has come in. Okay. Which is, how do you come up with creative subject lines for sales hmm. emails? And how do you brainstorm? Okay. So creative subject line, right? How do you come to create a subject line? By doing research about your the, prospect. It's now. probably showing on your screen. Yeah. So uh, let's talk about the research. People think research, it's, it takes a lot of time. It actually takes five to seven minutes, if I'm, I'm being honest, right? All you have to do is go on your LinkedIn, their, their LinkedIn, and look at, see recent activities. So look at the posts that they've shared. If it's an inactive account, chances are they haven't shared a lot. So you, you cannot get any help there. Now, your only help is their about section what they focus on in their about section. Usually people like CEOs and CFOs, they have a really detailed about section. So you focus on the things that they keep on repeating, right? The things that they repeat, that is important to them. So you use that term or you phrase your subject line around that term. If even this is not important to you, then you come down to the recommendation section. Somebody, Mr. Mr. Sharma recommended Mr. Verma for fast delivery of work. Now, when you're going to pitch in the subject line, you're going to, you can use this fast delivery is something important to you. And this is how we can use, we can, how uh, we can help you in this department. So you're not pitching your product. You're pitching what is important to them. That is the fast delivery of work. And you're going to uh, put your product around that point that is important to them. You're not pitching your product. You're pitching fast delivery of work right now. And you're going to tie it up with this point. You're going to tie your product up with this point. So use that point in the subject line, which 
37 people recommended Mr. Sharma for, which is definitely important to Mr. Sharma, or uh, personal recommendation, or people endorse each other, right? Endorsement could be like a team, a team leader. People endorse Mr. Sharma for being a team leader. So working in a team is important to Mr. Sharma. You can use that team uh, sort of thing in the subject line, right? How your product uh, brings that together, or something like that. Again, the subject line doesn't have to be complicated. Keep this in mind. Now. One more thing, uh, we talk about subject lines, right? Uh, in so much of detail, I got an email from somebody that had a subject line that said dancing banana. Had nothing to do with me, had nothing to do with zombie and, and had nothing to do with anything. Dancing banana, I opened the email. It talked about his copywriting course. If I was in copywriting, I would have bought that course. That's how good it was. And at the end was a dancing banana gif, right? So. He was justified in a way that what he talked about, it wasn't fluff. There was a dancing banana in the email, but it has nothing to do with that. It was just to capture my attention. So at one point of time, we can talk about how much strategy we want, but still stuff like dancing banana and something that interrupts your pattern can work sometimes. So either you're very good with that, or if you're not, if you're like me, you don't, uh, you are not uh, very creative, then you can focus on what is important to the prospect just go on his linkedin and just search about everything there is you can possibly search about even the, the linkedin premium users they have like some sort of features locked in their profile but you still get their about section which is unlocked you still get the recommendation section which is unlocked you still get their endorsement section which is unlocked and that is more than enough for you to craft an email to craft a subject line to craft everything around that so yeah that's it that sounds great. And that dancing banana thing was amazing. I'm gonna look it up actually. Because I'm looking at I'm looking at learning copywriting. And that's it. That's copywriting done well. There's no exactly. lie. He 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 put dancing banana in the subject line and he delivered a dancing banana in the email. So yeah, that's see, that's that's the thing. That's or sometimes thing. I uh, sorry, I got this like email from the same guy that talked about uh sorry we have to break it up or or something like that he was like uh, i don't remember exactly sorry for the breakup or i'm sorry i have to do this for you so it's just about a pattern interrupt and in the email he somewhere justifies that it's not just a line he somewhere justifies what he Ay, uh, it got stuck again dancing banana then let me look it up while he gets back on but yeah, I hope your question was answered, Sharmila, uh, with regards to creative subject lines and uh, how, how to use them for sales emails. Basically, either go for research or go for the shock value. If you go for research, go into people's LinkedIn profiles or, you know, if you don't find LinkedIn profiles, you can look in, look at their social profiles. Like those are very easily available online now. Privacy is like gone. So we're going to leverage that to our advantage and uh, research this person and find out what they possibly might want from a freelancer. Uh, given how you are a writer, I'm, I'm going to say writer. Right? Find out what they might be looking for in a writer and cater your sales email accordingly. Or what you could do is you could come up with some unique 
selling point and deliver on the selling point in the email. Yeah. So yeah, go ahead. Uh, I just uh, use the time to summarize what you said. Okay. So yeah, man, uh, that's uh, the subject line. Don't get too detailed about that. Keep it simple. Yeah. And uh, this, you have to keep this mind. When you send somebody an email, they not only can see the subject line, but the first three lines of your email as well, right? On uh, when they check the notification on the phone. Without opening the email, they can see the first two to three lines. So those, you have to focus on those two to three lines as well, aside from the subject line. So that's going to also play a big factor. So see something like, just get to the point. I noticed X, Y, Z. They did something that is going to be a trigger event, right? A trigger event happened. I noticed X, Y, Z. It seems like X, Y, Z. For example, I noticed you clicked on my website. You filled up the form about the digital marketing course we have to offer. And it seems like you are looking to increase your website's traffic. Okay, Mr. Prospect, the reason for the email today is X, Y, Z. That is it. And if you are writing an email that I have to scroll on my phone, then you've already lost. Play it this way. You have to keep your email as short as possible where the high, uh, can you see my phone? Where the high, uh, you can see the high and at the end regards. It's all gonna be here, right? If you have to scroll, you, you've already lost. That is the point because that's the attention span we're looking at. I tried writing stories for people, uh, try to engage them and my stories never worked. I mean, uh, my stories, Kind of, they always worked on LinkedIn, but when I tried that in the cold email, I never got any reply. So you don't use stories in your cold email. Nobody gives a shit, right? Yeah. So stick so to the point. It's good for engagement. It's not good for yeah. sales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, don't do that. Sure. Unless you are yeah. a fiction writer, of course. If you're a fiction writer, you can use storytelling. But mm. like still, they don't want the story in the email, the first email you are sending them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if the subscribe to your the screen that is amazing because I think that is something I can work on. My emails are very long, and uh, that needs to change because attention spans are very low. And if we force people to endure through something very long, that is you not being a nice person. Like respect yeah. your fellow email readers' time and just cut it short. Make it as small as you possibly can. Uh, and make it convey maximum information in that yeah. little bit of space you got. And that could be it. That could be them probably respecting you for not wasting their time and just exactly. giving you the second email or at least the cursory reply. So yeah, definitely. I love, I love that. I'm going to use that for sure and uh, let you know how that uh, goes. Because sure. It's, uh, something I need to work on. I'll show you what I send. It's 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 so big. It's like an essay. Okay, so I'm very embarrassed to discover that shit. That was that was me being. Uh, yeah. Okay. Anything else? Do we have any other questions or anything you'd like to talk about? So yeah, this is like one of the things I used to do when I first started. My, my uh, I, I immediately started with the pitch, and my pitch sales pitch were like three or four paragraphs on LinkedIn. Never got any reply or the reply that I got was just uh, they're removing me as a connection. So or they're blocking me. That That's the only reply I got. And at that time, I could never figure this out. Why the fuck is this happening? My sales pitch is so good because this guy on YouTube told me that this is the way to go. But this guy on YouTube didn't tell me that you have to build a connection first before pitching anybody. Or if you're straight away pitching, you have to keep it short. So some things you learn from experience and 
you have to look at five, six, seven different people on YouTube to find out what works for you and then stick into that one person, not just starting with one person and sticking uh, stick to him throughout the journey. You have to look at seven different opinions, seven different salespeople on YouTube to see what works for you at the end of the day. Diversify. Almost yeah. every live that has happened so far, where we had fiction writers, non-fiction writers, research writers, uh, this is the one common theme that, and now you as sales uh, personnel or someone who writes brand uh, emails and such, uh, diversification is one thing that is coming as a common theme. Like diversify your message diversify your creation creativity diversify your portfolio like diversify try different yeah. things interact with all sorts of people and mm. you might just might hit the jackpot if not nothing to lose exactly that's the best thing uh, if not nothing to lose and also like uh, don't uh, when you lose a sale uh, i i get that you you feel like you're not worth it people uh, don't really believe in your skills you don't have the skills fine but that is not an excuse to give up that is an excuse it's not even an excuse that is a way to to learn more to to, to get better at it right so use that as an opportunity that this guy rejected the products listen nobody rejects you people reject the product so all you have to do is like get better at it and so yeah that's that's the thing don't get don't beat yourself too much that i lost the sale i mean you have years and years and years to live i mean we are young the average life expectancy is around 80 years. You still have 50 more years, 60, 50, whatever years more to fail. And just look at it this way. I have 50 more years to fail, not become a millionaire. And by the time I'm going to learn so much that I'm going to become a millionaire. So all you have to do is just find out the things that, that works for you and don't give up. I mean, it's so easy to give up, but nothing good comes out of that. Just use that as a learning experience and nobody's going to kill you they're going to reject your product, not you. So don't take that personally. It has nothing to do with you, right? Yeah, people reject the product, not you. I think this is one line that sums up all the angst that freelancers have about hmm. you know, the freelancing industry. Yeah. We assume, we, 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 we internalize a lot of the feedback, which is not the right approach. You're supposed to take it critically and improve your product as you go from one rejection to the next. And if you keep doing that, you're going to have a product that is mostly going to work in the mm -hmm. niche that you cater to. So yeah, fascinating advice. Love it. Uh, do we have any other comments? And do you have anything else to say? Otherwise, I think we'll end it. We, we did one hour, 42 minutes. It's amazing. Okay. LinkedIn allows us four hours, by the way. So. Okay. <laughs> It's, it's that's like one half of the IPL. Yeah, that's like one half of IPL. Yeah, and and I think I think they recognize the value in conversations, which is something that uh, Instagram hasn't realized. I mean, they they of course they realize it, but they don't capitalize on it. But LinkedIn has, which is something I appreciate. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I really got a lot of insights from the things you've said. And I'm definitely going to be putting up a post about the things I learned from you today. So you're going to get that there for sure. And uh, I mean, for, for, for real, because when someone puts things in perspective for you, 
you end up realizing a lot of things which you don't because you interact with the i mostly talk to writers i don't talk to people from sales and marketing but yeah i think i should because essentially if i don't i wouldn't really realize what i'm doing right what i'm doing wrong what is something else that i can do and i think with this thing you have helped me realize a lot of things and a lot of gratitude for the same and i'm sure the same can be said for a couple of writers as well who joined us today so yeah thank you so much for joining us anything else thank you like you to tell us uh do we have any questions no questions no, i think i think uh, the questions have gone down because we only have three people live with us okay so yeah probably we talk too much as you as you already mentioned the sales span thing yeah no problem people don't like long talk in the long live run they they mm. come back to it and listen to it later on so when the lives are happening what happens is there are like 20 25 impressions and then one week later that turns into 5 to 6000 so so is this uh, does this get recorded this oh thing? yeah this gets recorded uh, and i'll be i'll be dming you you send me your email id i'll send you the entire recording okay you can put it on youtube or do whatever you want with it that's okay yeah youtube yeah man i i'm struggling to come to come up with uh, like any new content i'm going to put this up there I do it like I don't have a YouTube channel, but I post all the videos on YouTube because see LinkedIn has very strong terms of services. So chances of me being kicked off the platform if I say something very controversial are high. Mm-hmm. If that happens, all these videos go away. So I have backed up everything on YouTube and Medium. Everything okay. with the written stuff goes on Medium. the series that medium has and all the video content either goes on instagram or it goes on youtube because you have to have alternate sources of platforms because on these these platforms don't have decentralization they centra- they are centralized they have rules that you have to abide by and if you unconsciously break a rule like if i if i put linkedin in the headline here what's the point sales and i put a linkedin logo will be permanently banned from linkedin because that's one of their terms of services you cannot claim that uh, your product service or video is something that is endorsed by linkedin or linkedin's public so that is why back everything up and additional advantage is you can create content for multi channel from one so you can break the video up into bits very easy to do on the microsoft video maker Uh, app on the okay. on the laptop and create shit ton of content from Instagram as well. Yeah, I'm thankful YouTube doesn't have anything like this. I mean, all it has is copywriting and uh, some uh, that issue. Yeah, but DMCA, yeah, nothing. I think DMCA takedowns is the only problem with YouTube where someone steals yeah. your monetization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I can put LinkedIn. I can put anything. I can I can curse YouTube even. and they're not going to take my video down so that amazing that's 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 the thing right that's the thing each platform has its priorities and not even joking some of the most riskiest professions that exist i'm not going to say it out loud because a lot of dharmic people have found some kinds of works but yeah. uh, essentially like the riskiest the reddest 
the red lightiest of the professions. Yeah, yeah. Type that in the search bar, you will find these people. They are on LinkedIn. So LinkedIn recognizes them as a profession. But people on the platform somehow are so skittish and so weird about it. They report you and that might lead to, you know, the content being taken down. So you have to have backups, unfortunately. Yeah. The good thing to come out of this is, you know, because LinkedIn has these problems, some platform five years down is going to emerge as an alternative to LinkedIn, which is not going to have these problems. So it's 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 the it's the circle of the valley. But after five years, that same platform is going to become another LinkedIn. This yeah, is how exactly. the circle it's, it's, it's the circle of platforms. Every platform has been doing this, and they're going to do it because I mean you know this better than I do. You can't expect big companies to keep innovating without profits right and the yeah. thing that unfortunately makes profits is these conventional tactics where ads and advertised content is preferred more over organic normal mm. human beings being human beings no production value content so yeah. essentially yeah that's on us we refuse to pay for their services which are, which affects their profits so they are going to go for the conventional model. Yeah. But we're creators. We're gonna make the best out of this pizza we've got. I don't eat cake, so pizza is the term I'm going for. Okay. Okay. I think we don't have yeah. questions, and uh, I'm pretty much uh, all done yapping. You have anything else to add? Okay. So, like, uh, if if uh, somebody asks me, uh what are some of the sales trainer that I listen to some of the sales people that I listen to and learn from you uh, learn from them? The answer is no. I'm not going to tell you the answer. There is a reason behind that because I don't look as I said before, what's the stuff that they teach works for me. It might not necessarily work for you. So I want you to go find out what works for you. And I'm not going to give you a few names because again, at the end of the day, it's going to cause a resentment that should just gave me some bad names and it's, it's this stuff doesn't work for me and then because the cold email that they taught you this is the template to send you you send that it doesn't get a response and now you are messaging me that your methods doesn't work so find out your stuff find, go on youtube there is a lot of free content just search sales trainer but one advice i would give you is don't follow a lot of indian sales trainer because there aren't any good sales trainer this might be controversial be your own judge i'm not saying that but for me personally indian sales trainer they, they don't work uh, in in reality and so just uh, i mean there are some great people some amazing uh, people uh, in sales that have written some great books and i'm not going to name anything i'm not going to name anybody because this is your job to go out there and look what works for you so yeah do do your own research and come up with your own names yeah same i, I resonate with this because like i get this why don't you recommend writers i'm like i, I like books you are reading and stuff like that like I can't yeah. recommend books. I will tell you why I enjoyed a particular book. Yeah. And that's the extent of it. Because if I recommend something, you might not be interested in Japanese traditions. But I am loving that book, Sources of Japanese Traditions. So if I say you have to read it and it has nothing to do with your business or your interests, you yeah. are, as you said, you're going to have resentment. She recommends bad books. Why should I listen to her? Yeah. So instead of focusing on names and stuff like that, 
put in put in individual effort to find out what you have to learn or what you might like and what you need to ex uh, what you need to gain expertise on etc etc like put in the hard work don't just look for shortcuts and lists which are going to directly spoon feed the information to you like do a little bit of research and maybe that's where that creativity thing that Pooja talked about previously might also kind of uh, fire in the background while you're doing this research going hey i can try this something that nobody else has tried so mm. that's going to have an added advantage to you as well and one more thing uh, if you are looking at a one and a half hour podcast that podcast chances are that that has more value than a five minute clip that talks about four points you need to learn in sales right but to learn that one but to go through like that one and a half hour podcast you have to be patient because the point that you want might be at seven minutes 45 seconds and if you don't you, if you're not paying attention at seven minutes and 45 seconds you might skip that point so you have to pay attention uh, and you have to like podcasts long form podcasts are the best value uh, you can get in entertainment in sales in comedy if you are trying to come up as a stand-up i mean they are the best piece of information compared to just a five minute clip that talks about five or four special points plus one bonus point sales doesn't happen that way it's not just about points you have to role play you have to look the way the other person is talking about not just points the way that the other person is talking about those points so there's a lot to learn uh, there too so that's what i believe long form of content in sales that's the way to go yeah pretty much and uh, there's this there's this platform called the hill okay it's an up and coming news channel mm -hmm. and instead of doing news in the stupid format that we see these days which is boom 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 <laughs> news is coming at your face and they're going to give you the highlights and they're going to give you a lot of opinions and a lot of virtue signaling but they are not going to give you like information you know for you mm. to come to the uh, actual opinion so the, the the people the newscasters that run the hill crystal and sagar now this is a conservative and a libertarian both sitting on the same news panel and giving you facts and mm. they're they, they're going to deliver it's a news but their content is going to be 30 minutes at least but at the end of the 30 minutes of thing that you just heard first of all you're not going to be triggered secondly you're going to have full facts about whatever it is that you were trying to figure out about the geopolitical situation that has happened or you know uh, some something about us politics they talk a lot about us politics so all and 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 they're getting a lot of funding as well it's not like they are led out in the dry and they are not having people listen to them there is there is great uh, scopes in terms of audiences for all these long form kinds of content as well so along with looking for better platforms to listen to and watch you can also become better audiences and uh, creators and kind of you know find these niches that exist out there which are going to give you contextual advice and not just advice that is clickable the four minute chota sa hmm. point tips wala thing that 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 is all shortcut advice you know that is advice that sounds good but does not work because that is giving you a formula that is going to solve all equations hmm. but when you can solve all equations you cannot win that prestigious math grant that pays two to three million dollars per year hmm. to win a math grant you have to solve 
an equation that is unsolvable. Yeah. You have come up with an equation that is unsolvable, you know. So that's a weird nerd metaphor there, but that's pretty much it. Right? So yeah. amazing point. Consume podcasts. They are and consume them patiently because they are gold mines of information. Yeah. Especially podcasts that cater to your niche. I mean, I listen to a lot of JRE. Uh, yeah, me too. Oh, love it. Are you liking the new studio? It looks like a toaster, right? Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, there's a lot of controversy going around that uh, as well. Uh, not a lot of people are liking it. Yeah, it's, the whole yeah, red yeah. background is throwing you off. Right. I mean, yeah, and I think I think what we expected when we went to Spotify was we expected he will show us the videos as well that Jamie and the guest and the Joe uh-huh. are seeing. But we still don't get the videos that they are seeing because of the DMCA claims and stuff like that. I don't know, before they were talking about like uh, the Spotify, there are not going to be some stringent conditions, but now it seems like there are. And I don't know, it's just, uh, he said this something. Is it, and... This is, this is he, he didn't say something. This is the unfortunate reality of content censorship that is happening. Like, you mm-hmm. have discussions around complicated topics. You have to be able to use some terms, okay? Yeah. So... Essentially, with with the Spotify deal, what is happening is he keeps talking about shadow banning and dead naming on Twitter. That happens, right? Like you can't mm. dead name a person on Twitter. Someone who has transitioned genders, and uh, uh, you can't refer to a former he as a she. That is dead naming. Oh, okay. So he mentions this, and the entire trans most of the trans community is offended by this. And Spotify is a very left liberal platform. So hmm. they are like, kick this off. Like we're paying 100 million to this guy. He can't say this out loud. So that is essentially the issue that has cropped up with Spotify. And in a yeah. sense, that is censorship. He's not saying remove trans people. He's just talking about dead naming and how it is a stupid policy. But he should have been more sensitive when he talked about it, but then that doesn't mean you ban people outright. You know, when you can literally curse people for their existence, for yeah. the way they look, the, the way they talk, that is all allowed, but this is not allowed. So he was highlighting this and that became an issue. But when, when, when you listen to conversations like this in context, instead of just listening to that one minute clip, mm. uh, that, CNN or Fox or uh, Ashtak or Republic TV showed you, yeah. you realize that that thing that was said wasn't offensive. The thing that was said had so much context. Yeah. Which you completely missed. But people don't want to put in the effort. Like you said, the attention span was so short. And it is so upsetting as a content creator to see it because you put in so much work and the feedback you get is too long, remove this. Now, when you remove like an entire bit about ethnic cleansing from a piece that has so many ethnic cleansings, you are literally writing off an entire, you know, section of people that actually still exist. And you're alienating that audience from the get-go, but they're like, no, people can't read more than thousand words because apparently we have become that shallow now. So you have to put on 16,000 word thing in 2000 words. 
that's it. That's how it is. And that is where self-publishing has become a fascinating thing. You can leverage uh, platforms like Medium to earn money from this kind of content, which is just content without any sales, without any like uh, uh, CTAs or without any go follow me and go check me out and all that. No, yeah. it's just information and information. And that also has its merits. It, 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 it got me some great publications, which I was not expecting, but it happened. So create. And then if something sticks and you get lucky, yay. If it doesn't, that's it. And what's that? Why publish with the Amazon? It's self-publishing. So again, there was different publications, but they were charging a lot of money, like Notion Press and all. They were asking for 50 and 60 grand. I didn't have that money, so I self-published with Amazon. So agar, uh, it's, it's a, uh, a great way to market yourself, actually. Amazon takes 70% of your royalty. Is, Amazon is not going to pay you a lot, but it is going to market the book for you. And that book is, mar- is going to uh, market you. So now if you search Shuja Hassan, my name's come uh, 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 on the first page of Google, right on top. It's only because of the books. So Amazon marketed me. So I'm happy with that, how that panned out. Yeah, and so that's uh, one of the major chunks of the ghostwriting books that I do for people is using ebooks as lead magnets for the websites. So if you have a new website as yeah. a content creator or like any business, I'm going to speak as a content creator, okay? Because that's what I deal with. Now, if I create an ebook that is downloadable for like a nominal charge or for free, up to me. Because Amazon also allows you to put the book up for free. Yeah. Uh, if I put my book on Amazon about how to become a content writer in, uh, say, 100 days, not really possible, but it's a great clickbait strategy, assigning yeah. a number to any profession. So mm-hmm. if, if, if I do that, right, if I do that and I publish that book, I don't even have to put in a lot of work. I just have to... As, as I said, as open Google documents, they have a great speech to text option. Da, 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 da. I have Siri. Siri is also pretty good at understanding my voice. Just speak into it and that's it. Your super relatable book on content writing is done in under two weeks of work. Edit it properly, format it, cover banalo ek. If you can't make it, find people on LinkedIn will make it for you. There are so many people, you know, so yeah. many illustrators and designers and upload it on your website and use it as a lead magnet. I will teach you how to uh, become a content writer. Just click on the link in the comments or in the post and like that link redirects people to your website, which redirects them to Amazon. Very, very conventional strategy, but that's how you can build up email lists without actually you know paying for those cold email templates or cold email yeah. lists which come with like a lot of email ids you can do all of that on your own with literally no investment all you need is a laptop canva uh, and word documents or google documents and headphones if you use speech to text to type like me okay that's all you need and you're going to get a significant amount of traffic on your website that way. Yeah. So yeah. just try it. Uh, try going the traditional way. But that is 
थोड़ा मर्की एज अ ग्राउंड बिकॉज दे डू अ लॉट ऑफ एडिटिंग एंड दे चेंज द वॉइस एंड थिंग्स लाइक दैट ऑफकोर्स दे हैव टू सेल बुक्स दे डोंट हैव टू सेल यू सो गो फॉर सेल्फ पब्लिशिंग हैव अ लिटिल फेथ इन वट एवर वर्क दैट यूर पुटिंग आउट एंड यूज दैट एज as a sales tactic as well as uh, you could say email list building tactic for you there's nothing to lose there you're not doing anything unethical right yeah. so go for it why not i was thinking about uh, i was thinking about this uh, because uh, i was writing some blogs i'm uh, i'm not much of a writer but still i have to keep my website relevant so i write blogs on there mm-hmm. so yeah they weren't getting a lot of traction recently so i was thinking about the same thing build an email list and whenever i write a blog then i like put that blog in the email and send somebody like a newsletter sort of thing that this blog is up and that's going to bring my website some traffic as well so i was thinking about this exact same thing yeah and it it's a strategy that works because as i said it's not unethical and you are providing value your blog is providing value so is your yeah. book like it's not just a bunch of garbage that you put up because writing books even if someone thinks it's a garbage book a book takes a lot of time and a lot yeah. of energy and generally it has a lot of the person that has written the book in the first place yeah they have put everything that they had into that book okay at least at that point in time and yeah. nobody i say not everyone is lucky enough to be born as a picasso or a shakespeare or a leonardo da vinci most of us are pretty ordinary and we grow as we age so you like all you have to do is you just have to be your authentic selves and create this thing and if you can't edit yourself hire an editor for you and use it as a sales lead magnet i i i think that is what uh, a lot of linkedin writer influencers are doing these days they are all doing books which is basically a compilation of their linkedin posts which is which sounds like a very uh, let's not put any adjectives to it but it, it it sounds like a thing that is already available for free but still they are curating it as a book and they are yeah. using it as a lead magnet for their websites or their instagram pages or whatever and that is an amazing strategy if they can do it why can't you as exactly. a non writing person because as i said if you are in any business you're going to have unique insights use it now why not there's nothing to lose and amazon self publishing pdf it's yeah. very simple you just have to and and to their credit amazon has explained pdf publishing so easily okay it is so simple you just have to adjust your word document into the template that they allow you to download and then you have to upload that document in the kdf software and then upload the kdf to amazon done zero rupees on your part and they're going to do the marketing for you so why not and you know people are publishing uh, blank books uh, oh, this guy this guy he published like uh, the book was called 100 things you know about women and there were like 300 blank pages and that book became an amazon bestseller of course it did because uh, that's it that's a that's a sales strategy right like yeah talking about this mark 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 manson he has that book the subtle art of not giving a fuck yeah okay? 
I think almost everyone has read that book, and that book literally has no value. That book asks you to accept your realities and give up and settle for the second place. That is the message of the book. Now, ideally, you don't expect people to go for such a message when you when you say it outright, like when you mm-hmm. mention it like that. Yeah. People are like, "What the hell?" But when you read the book, it is done so amazingly using lingo, very urban lingo, that you're gonna love the messaging in that book. And that is how that book became a New York New York Times bestseller. Just yeah. by saying "fuck" a lot everywhere. <laughs> so why not? There's nothing unethical to it. It's just a new strategy that someone tried, and it worked. And he got a sequel to the book. Uh, everything is fucked, and that also became a bestseller. So this is you. Weird man. Of course, he, like he, <laughs> he says he says the f word. He gets he becomes a bestseller. I say f a lot, and I get blocked on LinkedIn. Uh, so that's that's the thing. Again, I'm pretty sure he got blocked initially as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Initial reviews of that would have been brutal. Okay, but he 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 kept on. He went through it. He's like, I am not removing the word from my cover. This mm. is my book. The guy is ironically like a relationship coach. He was a relationship coach before he became a writer. But he tried it and it worked. And now he is considered to be a best-selling non-fiction writer that people aspire to be. So try करो, lose कुछ भी नहीं होगा. You can you can self-publish. Okay, I'll give you another example. Ashwin Sanghi was a self-published writer. Okay, he went under a pen name Sean Hoggins, 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 something like that. But not his real name. This is the writer of Chanakya Chant. He's referred to now referred to as the Dan Brown of India, uh, okay. and he writes great great books based on Indian mythology. So he wrote Chanakya Chant. He wrote Drawable Line, and many other books, great books to his credit. But because he was writing about religion, I think probably why he went under a pen name because people here get triggered. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And Roosevelt line implies that all religions are the same, and of course, in India, saying that becomes like a landmine. Eh, mera pehle aaya tha. So, you know, so he was a self-published writer, and his book picked up instantly. And then he got approached by publishers, and then he outed himself as who he really is: an Indian guy living in India who wrote a book about Indian mythology. so if you have something you know some idea you have but you probably think that people might not like to read about it go under a pseudonym there's literally nothing to lose and website domains are so so cheap these days you can yeah. host your website on a random platform host your book there and start something and then if you find the confidence at some point in time that i think i'm ready to own up to my work Or up to your work, like Tony Stark says, right at the end of uh, Iron Man one, I am Iron Man. Ah, um, Iron Man, yeah. Pull, pull up an Iron Man. <laughs> Become your own Iron Man. <laughs> you know, so many things to try. I'm a zombie man. Oh yeah, you're a zombie yeah. man. Why, why even add the man? You're just a zombie. The, yeah. 
I still have gender neutral. Like, yeah. Uh, no, rather than gender gender neutral, like why why alienate your audience? You know, because these okay, days yeah. that's the thing. People see certain words and they are like, this word is not inclusive <laughs> and stuff like that. And it's like, yeah. So yeah, that's it. Surprisingly, okay. we still have people on the live. I mean, thank you so much for everyone who stayed on. Love it. <laughs> and yeah, I I I am beat. My my time of uh, focus is forty minutes in general. After forty minutes, the introvert kind of gets activated, and it's like I have to get out. I have to get out. I have to shut up for a while. Otherwise, you know. But to your credit, you have got me talking for two hours, ten minutes now, and it's amazing. That's that's probably sales in your convincing. Uh, attitude at play there so yeah display your skills guys and uh, it might work for you whatever those skills are it could be something yeah. weird like that dude on instagram who's become viral right for dancing in a glass of water in a tank of water who's getting big brand deals just because he dances in a tank of water something most of us do in swimming pools but he made a brand out of it so try it it might work for you. I mean, anything can get viral today. Anything can go viral yeah. when you least expect anything. it. I mean, if you look at the last 10 things that went viral, <laughs> you're going to found Hindustani Bhau. You're going to found Rashi, the Kokila Benwala. Yeah. You're going to found Main Ameer Hoon, that meme. Main Ameer Hoon. <laughs> the guy dances with Main Ameer Hoon. Bipin, what was it? I don't remember. Oh. Yeah, even I forgot some name, some guy's name. Yeah, yeah, Binod, Binod. Okay, yes, Binod. Sorry, I anything can get viral today. Anything All you have to do, if you yeah, create something content. Something that is getting viral these days is someone farted while doing a workout, and it is amazing. Wow. So a fart, guys, a fart yeah. can get viral. We all fart every day, so we are missing out on the opportunity of going viral. Because we thought, let's fart in private. Nope. You can you can literally convert anything into a business. Like that Uncle Roger fellow, right? It's a comedian who reviewed BBC's uh, rice making video. Someone, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And he's... he's the Asian he, guy, right? The... the uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's... he's uh, he, uh, Philippine. He, he uh, Filipino. Yeah, Filipino, London, I think he's he lives in UK, but is has a clear accent, right? Yeah, Hayas is that. <laughs> <laughs> so he's he's literally critiquing on some bunch of uh, some Indian lady on BBC who is making rice, and that video went viral. Okay, like we all have comments when we watch stuff online. But we don't really like consider turning that into a piece of content. You can, right? You can share certain things online and put your critique in the in the subject line. Like in this podcast, I learned, or in this video, I learned, or in this blog, I learned. That is you creating content. You adding value to a piece of content that already exists. Reactionary content, that's called. Yeah. And that might go viral, which might bring you brand deals. If not for a long-term basis, at least for a short term, when big platforms feature you, they're going to pay you a lot of money or at least a chunk of the revenue they make on the ads. 
on the blogs. So why lose out on opportunities and the cash? Just because this is the way, yeah, man. This is the way I think that you never know what what tomorrow is going to bring in. Akshay Kumar, he never stepped out to be an actor. He was a chef, right? Rajiv Bhatia, he's feeling he was a chef. But then again, uh, some guy one day came to his restaurant and like advised him, you you uh, like you have a good physical body. Physical body, I don't know what else to say. You have a good body and you uh, you look good. Why don't you come out and photo shoot for this brand? He went there and his life turned around. The same happened with Bauman Irani. He was uh, the hotel receptionist uh, in that uh, field. Uh, but he then auditioned and maybe he had some some talent and he got selected and from there he climbed it up and uh, he is what he is now. So you never actually know what can happen tomorrow. I mean, if I'm focusing on sales, yeah, I'd be focusing on sales, but tomorrow something completely different can happen to me. Some opportunity that has nothing to do with sales, nothing to do with content, nothing to do with LinkedIn. I don't know, something could happen. But so we always have to be open to that, right? When that happens. Like realities can change very drastically. This is one thing that people don't really account for. Yeah. Like Microsoft is catering their entire MSN news sections via an AI. Okay, they don't have any kind of journalists and any kind of uh, uh, editors catering their news MSN news. It's being catered by an AI. Okay, and it is being done so well. They had one issue crop up regarding racism, but like machines are not racist. They don't really know. They're going to quote verbatim what they heard from a video or something. But other than that, it has been going spectacularly. So if other companies are going to recreate that news model of, you know, kind of publishing news, journalists that put out information articles, Hmm. like non-opinion news bits, they're going to become irrelevant. Microsoft has shown how that is possible. And a lot of companies are creating product descriptions as well that way. Right? Input a lot into the thing, information into the thing, and it spits out a script. And mm. that is what they follow. So yeah. technology is, as, as the thing said, it's becoming so amazing. At any given point in time, your profession might become irrelevant. And if you are averse to thinking about new things, what yeah. will you do when that happens to you? Right? What exactly will you do when your profession out of the blue becomes relevant, irrelevant? So if you if you keep thinking about all these weird things while also having your job, as you said, you're going to keep thinking about sales. That is not going to stop. But on the back end, the random 15 minutes that it takes you to go from point A to point B, and if you are not driving, you can probably spend that time thinking and probably spend that time with your thoughts or by contemplating something you read, heard, watched, whatever. So yeah, try karo, shayad, If not, nothing to lose. That's what we should have called the session, by the way. Try and try uh, till you die, something like that. I'm very bad copywriter. So, yeah. No, I, I believe that मतलब चल जाएगा. ऐसा ऐसा मैंने कभी ये नहीं सोचा कि वो नहीं होगा. मेरा यही था कि हो जाती है चीजें. So it works out in the end. Everything works out in the end. Yeah. In 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 hindsight, everything makes sense. You know, because 
humko na success stories we are so bombarded with success stories what happens is we don't realize that success story aisa aadha minute mein nahi hua there's yeah so much work that goes into it like people shit on mukesh ambani a lot because he inherited wealth from his father hmm. and i'm like like guys really he inherited the wealth and somehow he still managed to keep it as a billion dollar industry out of the blue like you know it doesn't happen there's a lot of work that goes into this things yeah work that he probably does or he delegates but delegating work is also a skill you can't yeah. just look at that that he inherited lot of money from his father hmm. or grandfather or whatever it is and he converted it into like a billion dollar industry like one of the biggest libertarian critiques about donald trump is that he inherited million dollars yeah. from his father small loan of 1 million dollar right ha see he is trolling he is very good trump yeah. is very good at getting eyeballs okay. yeah and uh, libertarians hate that liberals i'm i'm a left libertarian by the way you know any okay. anyone that's getting offended like guys i'm a liberal like don't freak out we okay. criticize each other so essentially that's the one thing they keep saying he is successful because his father gave him money so like not really he isn't successful because his father gave him money he is successful because he tried to do good things with his money he opened a casino he started the real estate thing he did stakes he did tiles mm-hmm. you know he did all sorts of things so we yeah. discount these these very key factors from success stories which is unfortunate but like if you're just going to sit in your rooms and criticize everything under the cloud you're going to miss out don't miss out seriously take it take it from someone who tries a lot of weird things like you might not know this because like you're not into writing but a bunch of us have started this weird thing called fictember most of us are non fiction writers in this and we are trying to write fiction based on a prompt okay it is september on linkedin and we been sharing it with no expectations of anything but just that we're going to share it and some fiction writers going to see it and rip it to shreds it's actually happening like people like shweta and rashmi and nada they're giving us critical feedback on the work that we are doing and as non fiction writers transitioning into fiction is a nightmare it's a nightmare because pura logic matlab ek imagination ek fact the matlab but we are yeah. trying and some of us are discovering that we have abilities in fiction as well which is something we didn't think was possible aur agar ye challenge mein humne aise khud ka nahi mara hota just because my friend is doing it then we could have never like organically discovered that yeah i can also be a fiction writer and submit stories here and there and put myself out there you know so yeah that's that's it right i'm going to write a fiction post tomorrow just to sum this yes. all up right okay okay love okay. it love it i'm going to add you to the september group we do it based on the plan okay it would be fascinating to see you try because one one of us did something so amazing तीन लाइन की स्टोरी लिखी ठीक है उसने तीन आर एटीन वर्ड नॉट इवन लाइन एंड दैट स्टोरी वर्क ओके इट वर्क फॉर सम 
freaking insane reason and to miss out on all this right like she 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 told me this that i never really thought i would create impact with three words turns out i can and she did and you will never find uh, these things out about yourselves unless you know you know you give it give it a shot so i'm i'm really glad you're going to come with us in the fiction thingy we're also going to like not not to you but to the audience so we're going to do nano rhyme which is national novel writing month ek mahine mein 50000 words you write and like thousands of people do it every year and uh, essentially it's like peer pressure ke andar people get in i have to write 50000 words but every year nano rhyme mein se thousands of best sellers self published and traditionally published come out so if you go on rhyme ka facebook group book agents lurk in these facebook groups and if you write for mythology or historical fiction or science fiction even before you start the nano rhyme someone is going to give you a book deal it happens weirdly enough so you know try karo maybe you might get lucky मैंने अमेजोन का देखा था अमेजोन मतलब अगर आप वहाँ पे पब्लिश करते हैं तो अमेजोन लाइक हैज़ दिस सॉर्ट ऑफ आई डोंट नो सम सॉर्ट ऑफ कंपटीशन और समथिंग कि योर बुक गेट्स एलिजिबल फॉर या सो समथिंग लाइक दैट एंड सो आई रिसीव सम सम ईमेल्स फ्रॉम देम कि यू कुड एंटर इस बाय आई डोंट थिंक आई एम देयर येट and they look at the engagement that your book get generated on kindle sales and oh. on kindle unlimited and then nothing to lose matlab dal do na jeet gaye to paise to extra paise is always good you can buy something bomb with extra money uh, same same happened like very recently four seven figure pound deals book deals have been awarded to people who were not writers Okay, this a lawyer who is writing a book on uh, killing unicorns, like uh, unicorns that kill, so to speak. Okay. And sh- this is a lawyer. This is not a writer by profession, and doesn't really write. But I don't know. She posted somewhere or whatever, and she now has a seven-figure traditionally published pound me seven figures in pound. मतलब तीन बुक और movies. टॉपल but like kyu karna invest you know because we haven't really like uh, as you said we have so much uh, self doubt which kind of gets in our own way yeah but like i i am trying to get over it a bunch of my co-writers are also trying to get over it and we are also doing all these different things we are submitting books in contests and stuff like that zyada se zyada kya hoega with that logic only and hopefully it will work out if not we've got the amazon sales with us which is not that significant but again 
some money is better than no money which is what happens if you publish by you know notion and all traditionally published jo ki almost sara paisa le lete hain the main reason so, i published yeah the sales book published two sales book uh, sorry kya hai ji yaar to uh, i published them because mere paas us time pe kuch aisa credibility ke liye tha nahi so i sort of made that my usp to so, main jab bhi kahi meeting mein jata tha main wo book leke jata tha ki matlab main mat tumhe kyu trust karu tum kaun ho tab i just showed them the book so they can touch the book they can feel the book they can go through the book they can go through the chapters tab that really uh, gave me that edge kabhi meeting mein baitha hu to i just like uh, i i took out the book and kuch logon ne dekha tha wo google pe they already seen the book to they were like yahan maine dekha ye book so that again uh, helped me uh, so that sort of way it acted as my usp so and like a very weird tangent but the thing about self publishing that i didn't mention is self publishing is a very good way to become a domain expert okay so if you want to be invited to places to as a talk and give like you know give as a bahari bhashan types thing ted talks yeah. uh, news channel interviews Uh, all these places all you have to do is you have to have certain books out and you need to have like someone from pr on your side and then these books are going to get you invited to all sorts of campuses all sorts of news places like not mainstream news but like still news is news you know uh, the debates that happen as a chelo screen pe hote hain and they go blah, 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 blah. so those people most of them like first thought that comes to your head is ye kon hai right and the reason for that is these are domain experts that are not really experts but they have the tag of an expert based on the books that they have out in the market mm-hmm. so if that is what someone wants to become ultimately yeah you do it you can self publish your notions and nikal lo if you have uh, that kind of budget with you Uh, and publish like there's no harm and that is also like a business now you know linkedin coach yeah. linkedin guru linkedin page strategist yeah ha exactly or dekho technically on a logic sense it's like seriously how can this be a business but there are business anything can be business yeah. you just have to find out what you can turn into uh creating a business so like me and someone were jokingly talking about how someone very soon is going to come up with some sort of a linkedin dating service <laughs> they're going to connect people who are just you know sliding into other people's dms to go want to go out on a date or give yeah. me your whatsapp number and <laughs> this person is just going to connect two people the other two people who are lo- looking for whatsapp numbers you know yeah the indian matchmaking in- that's going to be linkedin matchmaking and so yeah. someone going to do it we know they are because people are so creative that way you know find just a demonetization happens to matter mm. 15 minutes later my whatsapp had blown up with people suggesting ways of hiding money and getting the appropriate currencies for the money like 15 minutes is all it took for people to generate mass broadcast to save yourself from demonetization but are very creative and we have to give them credit for that so 
every one of us has i think that sort of creative angle but we we know we we shame ourselves i have that problem i shame a lot of good ideas that i have because they're weird and i'm like are ye kyun karna hai and so i stop and i know a lot of people do that as well they shame themselves into not putting out whatever it is they're supposed to put out बट या डोंट मेक माई मिस्टेक बी ओरिजिनल क्रिएटर्स और ट्राई कर लो नहीं होगा तो नथिंग टू डू एज वी बीन से लाइक मिलियन टाइम्स और क्या वी आर अराउंड 60 टू 70 इयर्स टू लिव अभी बहुत टाइम है बहुत टाइम है फेल होने का चीजें सीखने का अभी से बुड्ढों की तरह सोचने लगेंगे तब ओल्ड एज में तो बचेगा नहीं कुछ ना तो अभी तो यू हैव टू थिंक डिफरेंट अभी कुछ नहीं है कुछ नहीं है एग्जैक्टली कर लो so yeah that's that's basically what i've been doing with my entire professional profile like trying different things and seeing what will ultimately work for me because uh, unlike others i don't really have clear direction you know where where is it that you want to end up some people know from like age 2 i don't that know that at all i don't know that at all right so everybody has a goals by this i'm going to do this i don't know anything all i want to all i know right now is that my motivation is that i want to buy an electric guitar and i don't know if it's going to happen in one year or in 30 years but that's my goal so i don't have any number attached to it kitne time mein achieve ho jayega mujhe nahi pata bas ek motivation and that's it i don't have anything else yes same i also have a i want to create a book that people like that is it yeah. but who people like kya hai that i'm figuring out and i won't be able to do that if i don't experiment so i experiment with content on every platform that i exist on and uh, i do have unique insights about every different genre that i've tried ye i can definitely do ye i can most definitely not do hmm. because you have to be that honest about yourself right like yeah this is not my cup of tea kyunki fir tum mehnat karte rahoge aur koi result nahi aayega and that is useless wasted time Yeah. So that is what I essentially do everywhere. And uh, so far, what I realize is I have good ha- hand on non-fictional satire, which is a niche that I didn't even know existed, but it does exist. So that is what I have leveraged to get myself a book deal, and it worked out for me, at least at this point in time. So future, we will see how that. Yeah. It's the same concept, right? But because yeah. we have become adults, it's a, it's a housewarming. I'm gonna have catering. I'm gonna have decorations. I'm gonna have flowers. I'm gonna have lighting. I'm gonna have portables. All that, and so complicated. Where the essence is, you just want your friends to see and appreciate the place you have created for yourself. Yeah. But yeah, true. We complicate things too much. and i didn't really think uh, we would be talking about life but i think we delivered on that as yeah. well we talked about life as well which is fascinating kudos on your skills as a communicator by the way there 
Thanks, ma'am. I don't have a lot, but still, thank you. Yes, of course, of course. That is that is why I am very liberal with the compliments and things. But I'm like compliment देने में जाता क्या है? और क्या? So nice to feel good, you know, about some skill that we have or someone else has. तो दे दो, कुछ जाएगा नहीं उसमें. So yeah. Anyway, I think I'll have to go now because uh, I have okay. to actually cook. If okay. I don't cook, uh, I'm gonna get hungry, and my father and mother are also gonna be hungry, and we love to eat, and we eat a lot. Okay. So yeah, let's gonna take up some time, but yeah, let's do it again. Thank you so much for joining me. To the audience Thanks as well, you. like some of you who have stayed on till the end, and it is amazing. Thank you so much for the support. and uh, thank you so much for joining uh, shuja and we look forward to having you again and guys find him on youtube and linkedin uh, at shuja hasan there you go that's the banner i'll be yeah. signing off now coming up next is a lot of content for nano rimo and divergent thinking from people across the world yeah bye thank you for having me thank you for having me no man just been a <laughs> Bye bye. Did you set the mother minus one?